0: Love straight from your
1: heart keep us so near while apart. Welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule, and I wanted to create something a little bit different for you this week to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, But before we begin, I would love to ask you a little favor. And we are going to be five years old next month. And right now, um, we only have 95 reviews. So if you have ever enjoyed an episode of this podcast, from my heart to yours, I would really, really love it if you could write me a little review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like today's episode, that you might even consider popping it on your social media so other people can feel the love too. So in 2021, I created our most listened to episode uh, on Valentine's Day on the story of Bob Marley's Only Ever Gig in Ibiza. And in 2019 on Valentine's Day, I took you on a walking tour of Goa, um, where I am for today's episode. And after getting locked down here three years ago, alongside one and a half billion people coming back, had a slight sense of perturbation about it, Uh, but all my doubts and fears were immediate washed away as I woke up to what felt like a huge warm hug from Mother India as soon as I opened my eyes on my very first morning and it just reminded me um, why I always come back here. And for me, that's been going on for more than a decade. So I wanted to share a little bit of the Indian magic with you and a few little excerpts from my time here in Goa, starting with a sound healing that you can hear right now that marked the beginning of my time. And I've always had about three or four statues of Ganesha scattered around my home in Ibiza. He's widely revered as the remover of obstacles, but also as the Lord of Beginnings. So to have a sound healing commence with Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha, a powerful mantra to inspire transformation, kick things off, felt hugely apt. This mantra is from the Ganapati Upanishad, which is a long Sanskrit, writing from the Vedas and it's all about and in adoration of Ganesha so if you ask anyone um, who my favorite God is out of the Indian deities there's 330 million of them they will all tell you the same So this mantra and sound healing felt like the perfect landing. Um, but to my surprise, every day in yoga, I could hear somebody ringing a bell loudly for ages. And on the first day, um, my still slightly sort of jet lagged brain immediately went a little bit like this. Jesus, can there be no peace in this country? Uh, can't Don't they know that we're doing yoga? And it sort of felt like an alarm was going off. But as it turned out, it was the yoga shala manager saying his morning mantra and prayer to Ganesha. And a link to that is going to be in my first ever Substack article. Um, To subscribe and find that, do hit the episode show notes. um, If you feel there are some little obstacles in your life right now, or maybe you know perhaps in your ability to love yourself if that feels like you or where you're at then maybe take a little listen to it when that article lands um, after you subscribed and pop it on while you are on your mat doing your morning practice or maybe when you're just driving to work Um, and just let me know how that goes a little love learning. I'm going to take you with me to an Indian spice farm in South Goa to meet an incredible lady who took us on a tour of her 250-year-old five-generation family farm who shared with us some magic about bees that I think will make you fall in love with nature just a little bit more. But if you are sitting around also pondering life, your sex life, your love life, what it means to find another and what your purpose might be. For me, this felt like a massive reality check.
0: Honeybees, huh? You will say they look like a uh, fly, very small. Mm. So one of the local variety, Epis Serena Indica. One you have, Epis Melefera. Melefera are more aggressive, serenal, calm and happy and friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know bee sting? If bees stink, she die later. Yeah. Right? So they don't sting for fun. They also know that they will be dying. Now, so it's a last weapon they use if they feel unsafe. It's a soldier job, they are ready to die to protect the house. Like that. Okay? And if you know, more than 90% pollination on the earth done by the bees. Right? So imagine, if there are no bees, there will be nothing. No food, no nothing, nothing, nothing. Do you know propolis? Yes. Or royal jelly? Yeah. Right? So you can observe here some bees when they enter inside, in their legs they have a pollen grains with them. Hmm. Of white color, yellow color. see them? You see them? Get closer and see. Yeah. So. yeah. They, they won't sting. Come close. I'll have a look. They
1: won't sting. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not see You can see to look really closely. You can take the little pollen balls in. Actually propolis oh, yeah. is the yeah. food they yeah. make propolis or royal jelly is the special food for the babies or for the eggs to yeah. become bee okay like no. special milk right so it's a that is how it is very commonly used in the supplementary food nowadays propolis no uh, yeah. what is that protein supplements and no? all even in a cosmetic and in a um, Lipsticks and all these. No. And how we harvest, you know? Look, this is a one gate. If I put oh, it at the entrance, she will go inside, but she'll leave the pollen. I, I think that's really mean.
1: And oh. uh, the poor things do all that effort, and
0: then they just take it off them. They get
1: anyway.
0: Where is it? <laughs> Same happens with the honey, no? Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> do you know? Do you know why they store honey? Anybody know the real answer? Why bees store honey? No. It it? Right? It's a food for them in the off season. Right? It's not meant for us. <laughs> they are already giving good food for us. They do the pollination. They give us fruits and grains and everything by yeah. them. Right? Yeah. But still we take the. Yeah, exactly. food, right? <laughs> yes. It's the same. Mean. Right? Okay. And if you know there are three types of bees, this actually we all know this. Queen bee is only one in one house, right? The big rule is two queens can't stay together, right? (laughs) Then uh, all worker bees are women's here, again, okay? And very few male bees only used for mating. Mating is done by queen and male bees, okay? Workers are women but they won't go for mating, they will be busy in different jobs. Hmm, even they don't lay eggs. Queen bee will be busy laying eggs. Yeah. Okay, that is how.
1: The women are the workers. Hmm. Why? Mm-mm-mm. Why? What? What is why, the patient? Why just the women bees are working? What do the other male bees do?
0: They have the special job, waiting. Oh. <laughs> no? Very special. But do you know? But the, but the thing is, when the queen comes out, her life is three to four years. Okay. Yeah. Full lifespan. She will mate only once. Oh In her full life, she go for mating only once. She will mate with uh, nearly 14, 15 number of male bees. But the thing is, when they get a chance of mating, they, should, they are ready to die later.
1: They are dead after the mating is done. Why?
0: Because let other get the chance to mate. No? Because once in a four years she will be going for mating and then <laughs> other will get the chance to mate, right? Yeah. So nature don't want same breed carried forward oh. again. Yeah. So the Gosh. who yeah, done the God. mating they're gone. Okay. Like this. So how the end of the
1: queen then when the queen dies? How does the queen
0: how yeah. do they get into the queen? Okay. how the new queen comes out? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? How? She don't know. The queen bee, she is laying eggs all the time, but randomly she is laying eggs. She don't know who is the queen bee, who is the worker, who okay. is a maid mm-hmm. So that depends on the royal jelly again, the propolis. So the worker bees make propolis and it will be commonly fed to every eggs for two days. So eggs will be workers when they eat two days royal jelly. Okay. Very few eggs get six days royal feed. So they become male bees, drones. Hmm? All workers sit together, they will select maybe three or four eggs in a year, and those four eggs will get 12, 15, 16 days royal jelly. And those are the provisions for new queen. Wow, how Queen egg. First, I said, but the rule says only one queen will stay here. What about remaining three? Oh. Oh. Do you know swarming? Yeah. Oh, they move. okay. Right? So, yeah, yeah. so there is one queen inside. If the new comes out, there will be big fighting in between them. Okay. Normally what happens, the new one is a stronger one, very young one, no? So she takes the in charge and she makes old to live or okay. die, whatever. Okay. So oh. if she is living, she has her full colony here. She okay. So she them. takes everybody and make a new oh, house. Wow. Mm. Oh, wow. Right. So the new queen oh, no. has to
1: start from the beginning. Yes. It serves well,
0: right, really. For yes. The old one out, like. yeah. But the thing is, what we do in that she case, to get the house, though. we d- <laughs> no, not actually, <laughs> yeah. not Hang actually, on, because oh, no? she stay here only. Yeah. Instead, we take the new queen egg into the new box and multiply.
1: Uh, okay,
0: right. because they won't stay together, yeah. so let them separate, no, okay. wow. multiply. Yeah. You don't allow that yeah. to happen, you move before that Yes, happens. before the queen egg hatches, yeah. we oh, take okay. it to the okay. new box and multiply. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Then, if you know bees have a GPS system, you know, yeah. right. they track the way back, right? Yeah. So, this is the Api Serena, has a three kilometer working range, in and around, okay? So, for that, they sprinkle one of the pheromone, is the smell. So that is how they track the way back. Even they work territorial. There is no friendship, no neighbourhood, no relationship, nothing. If the bees from here, they, if they go there into the neighbor's house, they will kill them. Queen bee, I told you three to four years is a lifespan. But the worker bees only eight weeks, two months. They go through every job, like the somebody they go in the room in the jungle, find out where is the source of honey. One group will be broader, they bring the nectar and pollen. One group will be soldier. One group will be doing ventilation. One group build honeycomb, right? One group will be making raw material ready, that's a wax. One group will be purification of honey. So every job they go through and they die. That's why Queen is busy laying eggs, egg machine, no?
1: Now from bees and their incredibly short and humble little life, uh, but such a meaningful one on planet Earth um, to provide us with food, we head to the hermaphrodite nutmeg tree. Another miracle of nature, but proof that what we see in life is always reflected in nature. And usually, nature did it before we even dreamed of it.
0: If you know, uh, nutmeg comes from Indonesia. Okay, and if we go in the history during the war, some of the countries used both of them actually, nutmeg and maize, as a bioweapon. One more thing... Uh, these also grow in the sustainable because the full lifespan of the tree will be 70 plus. Okay, mm-hmm. but the big thing is there are three gender again. We know the gender, no? Oh, male, okay. female, transgender. What we know in a human being, no? So mm-hmm. this concept is there in full nature, oh. in oh. case of birds and trees and everywhere. So nutmeg especially has these three genders: oh. male, female. Third mm-hmm. one is hermaphrodite yeah. or bisexual. Okay, and how they work, you can see this tree produces fruits. no, so this is a female tree with the reproductivity system, right? producing fruit with the female. There is a male tree, totally different one, which produces only flowers, hmm? maybe thousands of flowers, but not a single fruit. Hmm? it's a male tree, but what do you think? It's not producing any fruit, so it's of no use, no? What do you think? Same with us, no. Female produces, but without male, female won't produce yeah. 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 So yeah. male trees are equivalent, both of them are equivalent, I mean, right? And the mm. pollination is done by the wind. Oh. Okay. okay. Then only female tree produces fruits. Yeah. Third one is hermaphrodite. Both the jobs can be done. Right? Oh. One year fruits, few years, no fruits. Only pollination. Again, some fruits after few years. Right? But it is decided by the nature. And that is a backup system of nutmeg because the thinking of nature is when there are fruits Mm. to the hermophtodite tree, maybe one seed will be back and make a new plant, Mm. right? So it's a backup system of nutmeg. Very rare. (laughs) (laughs) There Everyone is, is <laughs> <laughs> everywhere there is yeah. a plan B, no backup plan. Yeah. So yeah. look here, yeah. it's yeah. a big <laughs> tree now. You can see it's uh, maybe 30, uh, th- not 30, but at least 25, oh, 28 yeah. years old tree. Oh, okay, planted true. by yeah, this generation. Tree, but yeah. the thing is, when we were planted them, they were so small, like this. Mm. And yeah. nobody knows who is the boy and who is the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right? yeah. They were so small. Looking at the leaves, <laughs> it's <laughs> same, same, same. Okay? So after <laughs> planting, we have to wait nearly 8 to 10 years. Again, it's a problem. No? If all are female, useless. All are male, useless again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So nature <laughs> <later laughs> already thought of this problem. 80% is a female ratio, 20% is a male ratio. 80-20 so proportion, mm. right? So if you know in full nature, in case of trees and birds and human being and everywhere, mm. uh, female ratio is high. One reason is reproductivity mm. system. Mm. Right? Sometimes we nowadays, especially we are interfering a lot because in case of trees, there are many more genetically modified seeds. No, nowadays mm. experimented. Mm. Yeah. Then uh, even hybrid varieties and grafting and many more then you can plant just one and you will get the fruits and everything like that okay nice. but otherwise the lifespan of the tree will be 70 plus right and two generations can enjoy the fruits right it will be the win-win for the next generation because they don't have to wait they will directly enjoy yeah. the fruit yeah. 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 yeah 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 where did she get the seed from seed from uh in in my plantation we bought it from karnataka Another state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, nicely grown in Goa. Coffee is not so profitable because it, the weather is not suitable. Instead nutmeg is so much. Yeah. Okay. We produce nearly six hundred kilo of nutmeg per year. Exactly. One yeah. thousand trees we have. Mm. Mm? Yeah, but the okay. thing is we've seen only three bisexual. Oh, are okay. <laughs>
1: <Yeah, we know. laughs> <laughs> Three yeah. bisexual very rare,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> special.
1: Very special, yes. <laughs> now before we close with a beautiful poem I will say that another part of my time here has been spent playing volleyball with Indian men scary um, is definitely one word <laughs> that could be referred to here Uh, but what started out as quite a lot of fun really got very serious very intense and some might even say a little bit vicious uh, at times but I absolutely loved it and I kind of thrived on it at sunset every single day now initially they took it quite easy on me but as the days blended the energy rose and so did the pressure that I was feeling It's quite strange what happens when 11 pairs of male eyes are on you with every ball that comes at you, and the pressure uh, of not wanting to let the side down is huge. So what did I do? And it sounds pretty obvious, but for me, I really relied on my breath, um, breathing very, very deeply before each and every big, big shot, particularly service. Um, And my other effort was just to really stay grounded, really digging my feet deeply into the sand and feeling that connection um, through the earth beneath me and then I also just reminded myself of two things which I also feel are kind of related to love. Number one is a Patabi Joyce quote one of my absolute idols of the yoga world um, and one of his amazing books that I just literally have read and picked up and put down so many times over the years and he just said such a simple phrase and that is practice practice and all is coming and I kind of feel like I've only been playing volleyball since last July and these guys are practically pro and they live on the beach so whenever I was giving myself a hard time or feeling like I'd completely screwed something up or missed something extremely important I just had to remind myself that you know I'm just starting out I'm doing my best and basically I felt like I did a pretty good job the second was, do not apologize. Um, being a British person, we'd love to apologize even just for breathing. And I think when you just completely and utterly stop doing that, um, it gives you a different kind of perspective and I think it allows you to be viewed in a completely different way by other people. Um, and if you just puff your chest up and again, dig your feet in the sand and get grounded and also just remember why you're playing. You know, for me, volleyball is all about one word. And that one word is play. You know, I'm playing for fun. And no matter anybody else's agenda, um, you cannot take that away from me. You know, it's my game and it's my experience. And I think as soon as you let fear infuse your every touch, you take that fear forward into your next game or your next encounter or your next experience And as I say, you know, the one biggest, biggest, most beautiful thing that I get from playing volleyball is the fact that it's playtime. And I think, you know, in our adult lives, we have such small opportunity and possibility to play in the way that we used to when we were kids. So I just can't stop smiling every time I get on the volleyball court and immediately my inner child is like bouncing around like a jack in the box, basically. And I just feel deliriously happy. So something I've definitely learned in the last eight months is just to be a lot less serious and to play with my heart and in my heart and not my head. So like anything, you know, just persuading myself to even get there every day, not just in India, but, you know, when I play in Ibiza and it's 35, 40 degrees outside, I just think, not today, thank you. Um, But as soon as you get there, as soon as you keep showing up, Magic, magic things happen. And above and beyond anything else, I met these amazing people and they welcomed me with open arms and they really let me play. And yes, of course, there were some ups and downs over the course of those two weeks and, you know, some highs and lows. But like with anything, I think if you actually commit to just going every single day, you know, and turning up, even when you really, really don't want to, I just felt like for me, that was when the really beautiful connections actually showed up for me. So I just wanted to share that because for me that was a big, big part of my experience in India and I've never ever, um, I've never really had that. I've never played and met you know, local people in the way that I did on this particular trip. So, we finished today's episode with a poem that really, really touched my heart and reminded me of what we can fall in love with when all else fails. And that is our breath. When we get disconnected and we tap out and we numb out and we run away and we hide, um, you know, after the failure of a relationship or because, you know, we don't love ourselves or because we're having a hard time or because things have got really hard or because we just can't cope in whatever situation that we might be in, Um, one thing always suffers the most. And when we re-find it, our magic roadmap reappears. And that is the one that takes us home. So I want to leave you with this really beautiful poem. Um, It's not mine. It's not something I wrote. I was hoping to get all inspired and write something amazing in India. Um, I didn't really have time. And I was also hoping not to be the narrator of this poem. And I was hoping our beautiful guest, Taryn Boynton, who was previously um, on this podcast, would do the magic for us because she is the lady that initially read it to me when I was in Shavasana in yoga in, in India. And it brought tears to my eyes. And that is why I just would love to share this with you, um, if, you'll, uh, if you'll allow me. It's called The Divorce. My brain and heart divorced a decade ago over who was to blame about how big of a mess I have become. Eventually, they couldn't be in the same room with each other. Now my head and my heart share custody of me. I stay with my brain during the week and my heart gets me on the weekends. They never speak to one another. Instead, they give me the same note to pass to each other every week. And in their notes, they send to one another it always says the same thing. This is all your fault. On Sundays, my heart complains about how my head has let me down in the past. And on Wednesday, my head lists all the times my heart has screwed things up for me in the future. They blame each other for the state of my life. There's been a lot of yelling and crying. So lately, I've been spending a lot of time with my gut, who serves as my unofficial therapist. Most nights, I sneak out of the window in my ribcage and slide down my spine and collapse on my gut's plush, leather chair that's always open for me and just sit, 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 until the sun comes up. Last night, my gut asked me if I was having a hard time being caught between my heart and my head. I nodded. I said I didn't know if I could live with either of them any more. My heart is always sad about something that happened yesterday, while my head is always worried about something that may happen tomorrow. I lamented. My gut squeezed my hand. I just can't live with my mistakes of the past or my anxiety about the future, I sighed. My gut smiled and said, well, in that case, you should just go and stay with your lungs for a little while. I was confused. The look on my face gave it away. If you're exhausted about your heart's obsession with the fixed past and your mind's focus on the uncertain future, your lungs are the perfect place for you. There is no yesterday in your lungs. There is tomorrow there either. There is no tomorrow there either. There is only now. There is only the inhale. There is only the exhale. There is only this moment. There is only breath. And in that breath, you can rest... While your heart and your head work things out And their relationship This morning while my brain was busy reading tea leaves And while my heart was staring at old photographs I packed a little bag Walked to the door of my lungs And before I could even knock She opened the door with a smile And as a gust of air embraced me She said What took you so long? I hope you enjoyed that and found a little bit of magic in it like I did when I very first heard it. I think falling in love with our breath is probably the biggest gift we can give ourselves. And maybe that's something I'm just going to leave you with on this particular episode before we return to business as usual on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. I was hoping to record this episode on the going sundown sands. Um, And I had this magical, romantic, beautiful picture in my eyes of how I was going to record this script. Um, And as I arrived, parked my motorbike um, behind this gorgeous restaurant, I was like, I tell you what, I'm going to buy myself a gin and tonic and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to read this script as the sun sinks. And it's going to be this incredible moment right before I go and get my flight. And just as I ordered my icy cold drink out came what I can only describe as a plague of locusts and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of these little bugs started to land all over me and I was freaking out a big time um, yeah I'm not a fan of insects at all so I promptly drank my drink and left And I haven't had the opportunity to record this script until this particular moment. Um, I'm sitting on the floor. It's marble. It's quite cold. I can actually feel the freeze through my jeans. Um, And I'm in Madrid Airport. So I just think, you know, we always have these romantic ideas in our head about where we should be at in our lives, who we should be with, what our life should look like, how many kids we should have, what kind of job we should have, you know, who we should be in love with how many weddings um, we may or may not have you know should have had in our lifetime and I think life just doesn't ever go according to plan and I just wanted to share a few of these little observations of my experiences over the past few weeks and thank you again I really 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 do appreciate it and if you could leave a review rate the podcast and hit the subscribe button I'd be super grateful. See you next week. It's the
0: reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. Coming to you every day.